0: Welcome to the Altruistic Libertarian, Advocate for a Genuinely Free Society. I'm Anthony Wheeler and today we begin a sequence on the proper role of government. Some form of government is essential for sustaining civilization. As stated in earlier episodes, government has the exclusive right to initiate the use of violent force. This aspect of government most commonly manifests itself in police forces and the military. Directly behind these armed institutions lie the criminal courts and prisons. Institutions such as U.S. Congress and parliaments provide legislation, make laws and change existing ones, raise revenue through taxation, and legitimize various regulatory bodies. The executive provides overall direction and leadership, and the highest courts ensure that all official actions are performed within the boundaries of constitutional law. Institutions such as the Federal Reserve System oversee the monetary health of the nation. These are the essential functions and overall structure of a proper government. Rule of Law For any government to operate effectively, rule of law must be established. This means eliminating any standing threats to legitimate government activities, specifically groups using violent force towards their own ends. Warlords ruling over large areas, violent gangs controlling city neighborhoods where police have no genuine authority, entire segments of the economy run by criminals. Alan Greenspan provides an example of what happens when the rule of law breaks down. And I quote, Forced to make the shift overnight, the Soviets achieved not a free market system, but a black market one. Black markets with their unregulated prices and open competitions, seemingly replicate what goes on in a market economy, but only in part. They are not supported by the rule of law. There is no right to own and dispose of property backed up by the enforcement power of the state. There are no laws of contract or bankruptcy and no opportunity to take disputes to court for resolution. The linchpin of a free market economy, property rights, is missing. The result is that black markets bring few of the benefits to society of legally sanctioned trade. Knowing that the government will protect one's property encourages citizens to make business risks, to take business risks, a prerequisite of wealth creation and economic growth. Few will risk their capital if the rewards are going to be subject to arbitrary seizure by the government or mobsters, As Greenspan notes, The the costs are exceedingly high when the legitimate government doesn't prevail over these criminals and mobsters. The West faces similar circumstances in the drug trade, where a large segment of society, perhaps a majority, support a violent underworld in the import and distribution of illegal drugs. Without enjoying the protection of the law, the drug dealers arm themselves and operate without societal restraint, sometimes killing innocent people in their turf wars. For several decades, developmental economics focused on establishing new industries in poor countries, often proposing large capital projects with the notion of accelerating industrialization and thereby increasing the output of local economies. These state-driven strategies failed when the local economic culture was unable to sustain relatively advanced plants, refineries, and factories as many of the targeted nations lacked the legal and societal infrastructure necessary to support them in many cases the rule of law was lacking with little political stability no trans societal authority poorly educated workforce and little in the way of technical culture these efforts mostly failed when such industrialization was attempted quote the more a third world country seeks to develop the greater is its need for efficient technologies that have to be imported at considerable expense and the higher the price to pay in hard currencies with the economy necessarily becoming increasingly oriented towards exterior markets. The servicing of the interest in the, on the debt at least must be financed and that means priority for agriculture and industrial export production at the expense of the domestic market and the standard of living. But by the time these hypothetical reimbursements can be made the new factories are already technically obsolete and the whole operation is ultimately for naught, or worse than naught, since if nothing is really produced much has been destroyed unquote the crime the crime of traditional economic development that is the practice of attempting to accelerate third-world economies into the industrial age has been the prevalence of top-down investment based on government planning resulting in the misapplication of capital in local economies. Absent rule of law or binding legal structures, that is within cultures of corruption, and low literacy rates, the imposition of technical industry often fails and creates a condition Chesno describes. Successful economic development occurs when civil peace is pre- prevalent, contracts can be negotiated with confidence, and local entrepreneurs are free to invest in a locally specific manner. Every nation, every region possesses some form of comparative advantage. Leveraging that advantage is what allows an economy to grow and become more productive in a socially healthy manner. What these countries fundamentally required was general stability, a functioning legal infrastructure, and widespread respect for the law. Quote, The market economy cannot do without a police power safeguarding its smooth functioning by the threat or the application of violence against peacebreakers. Unquote. With that in place, investment becomes possible, and instead of state-planned industry, a local dynamic of genuinely free entrepreneurs best suited to develop their economy along locally determined paths can prevail. The Purpose of Government In some respects, the altruistic libertarian represents long-held 19th century political philosophy. For instance, at a time when Germany was first coalescing into the original Reich, A leading German philosopher identified the fundamental purpose of government, and I quote, the state is essentially no more than an institution for the protection of the whole against tax from without and the protection of individual members from attacks by one another, unquote. Safransky goes on to summarize Schopenhauer's view of the state, quote, to protect each from all and the whole community from foreign enemies, Some German philosophers of this mercenary age have sought to turn it into an institution of education and morality and of edification. Behind this attempt lurks a jesuitical aim of abolishing personal freedom and individual development in order to make each man a mere wheel in a Chinese governmental and religious machine. But this is the way which formerly led to inquisitions and religious wars." As to basic rights, Schopenhauer provides the simplest summary, quote, it is easy to define human rights. Everyone has the right to do anything that does not injure another, unquote. An entire school of 20th century Austrian economists agree, quote, there is in the operation of the market no compulsion and coercion. The state The social apparatus of coercion and compulsion does not interfere with the market and with the citizens' activities directed by the market. It protects the individual's life, health, and property against violent or fraudulent aggression on the part of domestic gangsters and external foes. Thus, the state creates and preserves the environment in which the market economy can safely operate." We must necessarily broaden the scope of state protection to include all aspects of civil life and not limit the perspective to economics only. The modern philosophical seeds of genuine freedom were sown in seventeenth century England by John Locke, so that however it may be mistaken, the end of law is not to abolish or restrain, but to preserve and enlarge freedom, unquote. No other thinker had more influence on early American political thought. Essential aspects of the American Constitution and the Declaration of Independence are infused with John Locke's political philosophy. Should a robber break into my house, and with a dagger to my throat, make me seal deeds to convey my estate to him, would this give him any title? Just, Just such a title by his sword has an unjust conqueror who forces me into submission. The injury and the crime is equal, whether committed by the wearer of a crown or some petty villain. The title of the offender and the number of his followers make no difference in the offense unless it is to, be a- unless it is to aggravate it, Unquote. Such words spawned the Boston Tea Party and further acts of defiance by the colonialists. The following paragraph justified the American War of Independence, Quote, Wherever the legislators endeavor to take away and destroy the property of the people or to reduce them to slavery under arbitrary power, they put themselves into a state of war with the people, who are thereupon absolved from any further obedience and are left to the common refuge which God hath provided for all men against force and violence." The Founding Fathers would be appalled by the current political state of America. They would consider their legacy betrayed by the unrelenting expansion of government agencies, laws, taxes and international occupation. As the father of liberalism, John Locke's influence can hardly be discerned today. I quote, "Liberals did so in the spirit of laissez-faire, that is to say, on the theory that the best way of promoting economic development and general welfare is to remove fetters from the private enterprise economy and to leave it alone. This is what will be meant in this book by economic liberalism. The reader is requested to keep this definition in mind because the term has acquired a different, in fact almost the opposite, meaning since about 1900 and especially since about 1930. As a supreme, if unintended, compliment, the enemies of the system of private enterprise have thought it wise to appropriate appropriate its label, Thus, the altruistic libertarian holds to the form of the classic liberal, one who advocates a generally free society. Well, that concludes our show for today. Next time, we continue our examination of the proper role of government. Until then, peace.